welcome to Checked Out. We're broadcasting from Euclid Public Library in beautiful Euclid, Ohio. I'm Casey Armstrong, Director of the Library. And I'm Mike Stein, Assistant Manager of Adult Services. We talk about our favorite books, movies, services, and events with our favorite people in our favorite community. Each podcast will feature a theme. Today, we're talking with Kimmy Henderson, whose artwork will be on display in our art gallery in August. Kimmy creates butterfly-themed art to bring awareness to and to help end the stigma around mental illness. Welcome, Kimmy. Thank you. So let's just get right into it. Uh, Tell us what led you to create the Bipolar Butterfly Project. Oh, okay. Um, Well, I was an established artist with Makiki's Art. I built my brand on custom painted wine glasses and business was really booming. I could hardly keep up before I experienced my first major manic episode. Uh, During that episode, I painted a butterfly on a window that I've never painted before. Uh, The one side's intact and the other side, I don't know where the inspiration came from, but it's just a dripping design fading into the wind. And when I shared that with my audience, I had such an outpour of support and feedback that I decided to paint a series of them. Um, One day while I was painting, I heard a segment on NPR and we just talked about this, but um, it covered a lot of awful statistics. But the one that ate at me was the number two cause for death for 10 to 34 year olds is suicide. So I decided right then and there, I had a 10 to 13 year old and I wanted to use it to make a change, to make a difference. So I started sharing about that and I got such a response from that. It kept growing. And I finally responded to a mural call at Belden Village Mall. And I painted trees outside the food court for them. And there was an empty wall on the other side. So I shared my story with them to ask if I could paint the first set of bipolar butterfly wings and they agreed. And that was pretty much the birth of the bipolar butterfly movement. When you were painting that first that first painting, what what made you do the butterfly? What was so special about the butterfly? I wish I had a solid answer for that. I, other than it was just meant to be, you know, I, I don't even know I what inspired the first. I just saw a beautiful window. I wanted to paint on it. Um, and I painted the right side intact. And then when I went to do the opposite side, I just made it messier <laughs> and I added drips to it and I don't even know where it was coming from, but it was just from the heart, I suppose. So for those who are not familiar with bipolar disorder and that's something you deal with, please tell us about what it is. And you said you first had a manic episode and you painted the butterfly on as your first art. Was it something that you were aware of while you were doing it? How did that all occur? Okay, so bipolar is, um, it's, there's depression side and there's a manic side. So a lot of people are familiar with depression, you know, you get into your lows and you struggle with doing things for a lot of people. And the mania side is different for everybody. Um, When you have manic behavior, you're just doing things that are unusual for you. There's two different types. Bipolar one is um, not less severe. I don't know if that's the right word, but uh, type two is more strong episodes, if you will, that disrupt your life. Um, My mania, Looking back now, I can see a pattern. It's my creativity. There are times when I don't want to paint. And I recognize now that I was in depressive modes where I just have no creative influence. And um, when I'm manic, I just can't keep up. I'm not sleeping. That's a really big part of it for me. And I actually do cross into delusion, which isn't healthy. Um, So I have uh, my own doctor and I'm on medication for that. And it helps a lot. And when I painted that first butterfly in that episode, I was aware I was painting a butterfly, but I didn't realize what it was going to turn into at the time, for sure. What are some of the stereotypes about bipolar disorder that you would like to dispel? 
Oh, well, a lot of people think, you know, it's such a common thing to say they're so bipolar. Like if someone has mood swings, um, it's a very common, I personally don't get offended by it. I know some people do get offended by it, but it's for a lot of people, it's just drastic mood swings. And I think people are afraid to admit it because they don't want to be labeled as, you know, an insane person or as unstable. And a lot of people live with it and do fine with stability with the proper medication and therapy. Um, I think there's a lot more people that struggle with stuff that people realize. And I think everybody could benefit from counseling, uh, especially Northeast Ohio. I think a lot of people struggle, even if it's seasonal depression, I think we all get a little blue just from lack of sunlight <laughs> and vitamin D. But um, yeah, I think people just don't wanna be labeled as being unstable or mentally ill. So for you, I'd imagine, you know, you're coming on our podcast, talking about it. You're doing the artwork to bring awareness to it out in the community. What can we do to bring more attention to end the stigma? And what does your uh, project do to help okay. do that? Well, my goal is with public art, murals and sculptures, um, I want to spark a healthy conversation. I want people to be comfortable addressing it and talking about it. I think a lot of people are just afraid to address it because they're afraid they will be judged and they try to suppress feelings and deal with things themselves when they really do need help, whether it's medicine or counseling. Um, but I really think just talking about it, it's a really easy battle to combat because just being open about it and make normalizing discussion about it will help people who are more afraid to talk about it, be comfortable addressing it and seeking help when needed. So I think honestly, just talking about it and opening up because the thing about mental illness is there is no demographic. It doesn't matter, you know, your religion, your political affiliation, your sexual orientation, your age, your location. I mean, we all are united on this battle. It affects everybody. And this is something that is, I believe, easy to combat just by sharing and listening. So let's talk about some of your artwork. What mm -hmm. types of art will we see? when you set up your display here at the Euclid Public Library. Okay, so this exhibit will be all bipolar butterflies. Um, I might have some floral butterflies. There's gonna be prints of different designs that I've done. There's gonna be canvas, uh, some wood pieces, and they're all just gonna have the bipolar butterfly theme to them. And there's a lot of different facets and angles that I'm gonna be going about. So it'll be mostly butterflies though. <laughs> and these uh, people can't see since we're listening to a podcast, but we're recording it through Zoom and we can see your studio and you have a seven foot butterfly, you said behind you. So are you going to have things like that here? Are they going to be on canvases? What uh, be, types will you have? They'll be all two dimensional on canvases. This sculpture I'm actually making from Stowe Parks. And uh, this is going to be an exterior piece at the new playground. But uh, for the gallery, it'll be canvases and some flat wood pieces on the wall. How do people react when they see your your artwork? Well, I've been honored that people send me pictures and share about how proud they are. People tell me all the time how brave I am, but that's exactly what I want to change. I don't want it to be brave to talk about things like this. I want it to be normalized and just to have healthy conversation and not non-judgmental speech about it. So people send me pictures and tell me how uplifting it is and how it speaks to them. And a lot of people will, come and ask for advice or share about loved ones and their opinions and experience. I am not at all qualified to answer that, but I like to point people in directions to help them. But um, yeah, it's been so far all positive. 
So you mentioned uh, Stowe Park. I think that's the name of the park you just shared. Yes. Where else has your artwork been displayed or where can we see it over the spring season and summer? Okay. And um, a website that you can share with us. I do. So it's bipolarbutterflyproject.com. And you can see a list of all the pictures of different ones I've done. Uh, the first one I did is at Belden Village Mall. It's on the outside of the food court. Um, I had a two-year exhibit at Stan Hewitt, but that just came down last fall, so you won't see that one. But I do have a piece at the Akron Zoo. Um, there'll be one at the Stowe Parks. There's one in Highland Square outside of Red Oak Behavioral Health in Akron. And I have murals at different galleries. I have one at Upfront Art Space in Calgary Falls. And there's a couple of businesses in Stowe. There's one, there's two of them actually on the windows of Stowe City Hall. But these are all ones you can stand in front of and pose. So they're all big size for people. And there's a yoga studio and a gym in Stowe. I have a whole list. So if you go to my website, it's all listed about where you can see them. So we talked about the seven foot tall butterfly you have. Uh, yes. Work on canvas. I see on your shirt, you've got some kind of butterfly logo. Yeah, this is the original. Done on glass. So what are the different mediums? Are we, are we leaving anything out as far as the different? Uh, no, we've done glass wood canvas um i've done face painting where i've done them for different events and i give people on their face on their eyes uh murals on walls metal sculpture i do have plans to do a large acrylic piece coming up and wood so yeah and the metal is actually it's aluminum it's painted aluminum for um it doesn't rust it's very nice is uh, some of it a lot harder than others I would say metal is probably the hardest because it takes a specific kind of paint. It's called enamel and it does not blend as well as acrylic does, which is what I use for murals and canvas um, and wood pieces also, but metal's the trickiest. Your studio, as Mike mentioned, for those of us who won't be able to see this, uh, you just have a very interesting studio that we're able to see behind you with all of your supplies. It looks like, like Mike says, some of your samples of your work. Yes. Um, tell us a little bit more about your studio. <laughs> well, it was a big selling point for me when we bought this house. <laughs> it was a nice big room with big natural light. This is a my lifelong dream. Is I'm so blessed to have this. It's right in my house. Our living room is right over there, so it's very convenient for me. And the shelving unit, which I love. My husband put that in for me for Christmas present, and it holds... Like you said, all my paint and brushes and canvas and supplies, and it's just very convenient to have it all right here. I'm very fortunate. Yeah, you were mentioning about you aren't as organized as you are uh, as good at other things, but it looks pretty well organized back there. This, to be full disclosure, is a lot cleaner than normal just because I knew we were going to be on a meeting. <laughs> but it is an organized chaos, if you will. I can usually find what I need to find. Well, it's beautiful. I, I can I can see the natural light coming through. And I, I was hoping you would mention that because I don't There's know if that's big that, windows. It's lovely. Because you mentioned that um, you know, here in the Cleveland area, you think a lot of people struggle with seasonal depressive disorder because of our weather and absolutely. Yeah. So to see all that natural light is wonderful today. <laughs> especially after it was snowing this weekend. <laughs> but is there anything else before we wrap up the conversation? Is there anything else you would like to tell us about your projects or any uh, resource that you want to direct folks to that might be dealing with bipolar disorder? Um, well, Portage Path Behavior Health, I'm a client there and they're wonderful. So if anybody's looking for 
I'm not sure if they have an office as close to you guys. Um, I know they're based in Akron, but if you go online, you can search through Facebook and through Instagram. There are so many mental health support groups. There's some specifically for bipolar. There's some specifically for every disorder and diagnosis, but it is very easy to find support groups if you search for that. And um, yeah, I personally, I have an Instagram page for bipolar butterfly project and a Facebook page and my website links to all of that stuff too. Um, but yeah, if you just reach out, it's, it's, there are so many available resources for people and it's really is just unlimited amounts of help out there. If you just put in a little bit to look it up. Can we buy a butterfly t-shirt? It's, I'm so glad you brought that up. Um, we did a Kickstarter campaign for the first run of shirts and it was like 165% successful. It was amazing, but it did a run and people think you make money on that. You don't, it just pays for the initial print. I'm actually meeting with a printer today after this meeting to restart printing. So I'm going to have them listed on my site. It's not active right now, but hopefully within the next couple of weeks, it will be. Uh, awesome, awesome. All right, well, great. This is Kimmy Henderson with the Bipolar Butterfly Project. She'll be doing a display at the Euclid Library in August. So hopefully you can stop in and take a look at that. Kimmy, thank you very much for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me. Thank you so much for displaying at Euclid. We look forward yeah. to seeing you in August. And now, the news you cannot use. Librarian Aaron Waldron-Smith at Mark Twain Elementary School in Bettenford, Iowa, has a dilemma. Someone has been dropping off rubber ducks at her school almost every day. No one knows where they came from, and no one knows what to do with them. So Waldron-Smith began decorating her library with them. According to TV station KCRG, the library has big sparkly ducks, tiny baby ducks, George Washington ducks, superhero ducks, Minecraft ducks, more than 200 in all. Now when students read a certain number of books, they get to take a picture with a duck. And Casey, speaking of animals in the library, here's a story about a real one that no one will believe. According to radio station WUWM in Wisconsin, a lion cub used to live at the downtown Milwaukee Public Library nearly 100 years ago. It seems that in 1928, library officials were part of a trip to the East African region of what is now Tanzania. Local residents brought to them a lion cub that had been rescued from a brush fire. The Milwaukee contingent bought the library cub for two shillings, the equivalent of $7.16 today. Sim, as the lion cub was named, came to the library in 1929 and was on display for a few days before it became too overwhelming for him. After that, Sim moved into a taxidermist studio on the library's fourth floor while spending the taxidermist's working hours in a lion house on the roof. Eventually, chewing on a bowling ball at the library led to needing dental work at the Washington Park Zoo nearby in Indiana. That's where Sim moved and spent the rest of his days until passing away in 1943. The rest of his living days, that is. After his death, Sim went back to the taxidermist studio and now stands on full display in the Milwaukee Public Museum's African Diorama. And that's the library news you cannot use. Thanks for listening to Checked Out. We hope you will tune in next time. You can learn more by going to our website, youcanlibrary.org.